Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub and all of our advertising revenues will be donated to support this fantastic initiative. It's now based at the Lions Centre on Bolina Road and it's run by our own Kelly Webster. This is a friendly food bank supporting families in the Bermondsey and SE16 area. If you can help support the Lions Food Hub in any way, please visit at Lions Food Hub on Twitter or get in touch with us at Achtung Millwall. The Lions Food Hub. Come on, you lions. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermuda, except no substitute. Welcome, one and all. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. We're just sitting in a cloudy but warm den pre-kickoff I believe I just heard Mr Byford now announce a 15 minute delay to the game versus Blackburn Rovers which is a suitably chaotic start to the to the season dear listeners welcome back after 500 plus days welcome back to our spiritual home just watching a little award ceremony for Karen Wilson who I think is um, she's a secretary I think at the training grounds wife of uh, I believe she's wife of Dean Wilson. I haven't dropped any, you know, anyone in it. I think she's part of the Wilson family, sponsors of the clubs. John Belson just out on the pitch. He's due to give a speech of some sort. And Colin Sayer there. He's um, he's on the club staff too. I can't remember what he does. Apologies to Colin, but he's getting a long service award, both he and Karen, from the EFL. Round of applause for John Belson, one of the best, if not the best, club chairman certainly in my time since 1972 um, having looked a little bit into club history probably historically too Mill Club chairman I'm traditionally not um, well loved figures but um, I think John is and that in itself is, is a very unusual achievement so well done John Belson your Lions team dear listeners unchanged from the QPR game Bielkowski McNamara Murray Wallace uh, holds his place in defence. Cooper, no, uh, Cooper returns. Uh, looks like Hutchinson is out today for some reason. C- uh, Keithton Belt, Jed Wallace, Scott Malone, Jill Savile, Benny Kafobe, Daniel Ballard and George Evans. So it looks like Hutch is out. Cooper comes in in his place. I feel a bit rusty, dear listeners. Long while since I've sat in the stadium. 540 odd days. I did do some notes for the show and they haven't downloaded onto my phone. Rather like the club with Harry's Bar being closed um, and just the, the kind of 15 minute delay now to kick off. It all feels a little bit chaotic. 
so forget, I will edit it to make myself sound the most um, articulate pundit and voice at Millwall, as you would expect. But at the moment, it feels a bit stumbly to be back in doing this, this live business. So I'm hoping it will start to flow as the game's along. So for the moment, we're going to wait for half an hour longer than I expected to. So we'll be back in a while. Apparently the reason for the match delay is a broken down train at Newcross Gate, our own Scalac, Mike Hayden, was stuck on said train and is very grateful for the extra 15 minutes needed to get him down to uh, South Bermondsey. I feel a bit nervous, dear listeners. I'm sitting here, I've got, um, got a bottle of water by my side, a little gulp of that. I feel really dry and, and um, I suppose uh, 540 odd days since I walked away from that Bristol game all those months ago. Um, long time, isn't it? Um, probably the longest enforced break, as against unenforced, where you kind of uh, life has taken you away from the den for a while. But certainly the longest enforced break of my little supporting career, 50 years this year, this season. We're waiting at the moment. It's a beautiful sunny day now. The cloud has parted. It's lost that muggy kind of heavy thing to be direct sunshine on the pitch, which looks beautiful, incidentally. It's relayed during the course of the summer. It looks like a billiard table out there. For the younger listeners, we might wonder what billiards are. It was like an old-fashioned form of snooker with only three balls. One which had a, was, there were two white ones, one with a black dot on it. Um, my grandfather used to play billiards. And it was always ranked. It was a better game. A bit like um, people who like test match cricket reckon it's better than 2020 or 100 cricket. You know. Anyway, we're waiting for John Belson to come out at three o'clock. Atmosphere is building, as you can hear. I've got out of the habit of speaking to myself in the football stadium, dear listeners. I've got out of the habit, or the um, I've got you forgot what it is to be stared at as you talk into a microphone. People weighing up whether you're old Bill or you know member of the Ceausescu Stasi or something. John Belson coming out now, delicious. Well deserving of a round of applause. You can hear the acclaim. Very, very well thought of. Of course. minutes before kickoff, I, I hasten to add, we're still waiting for people to get in the ground. Big atmosphere. Miss this. We've missed this. John's waiting for it to quiet down. He might wait a while. Thank you, everyone. Uh, boy, am I glad to see all of you back here. Uh, I know everybody suspects it's for financial reasons, but the real truth is, boy, did we miss you last year, because... Well, no. Away, home, 
one that did make a difference. So you all being here now is going to be uh, a superb factor for this team. Words are going down well with a crowd. I'm excited about this year. I obviously like our management quite a bit. I like our coaches. I like the team. Uh, it's a very together team. I think the crowd have had enough now. Bart Belkowski, of course, signing a new contract during the week. Loving the occasion. What's going on? Oh, I thought he was reeling in. Speaks by Jim there. I was watching um, those of you who know me uh, know that I'm a bit of a fan of US baseball and they had a, a special game based around the, the film, film of Dreams. Um, really nicely done, if you like, but very over the top American, Americana. The players all came out of a cornfield in some fun um, baseball. But anyway, my point being, I've always been struck by how um, American sports mythologize their, their, uh, their occasions. They, they're very good at it in a way that we're, we're not. But I do like what the club have been doing recently with some of these videos. They've just shown the, the goal from last week with a bit of a um, soundtrack you can hear. Um, really good stuff. I think, I think it's, uh, it's, I'm admiring it, dear listeners. Here come the teams, dear listeners. Millwall in their dark blue new kit for the season. Dark blue shirts, white shorts, dark blue stockings. Blackburn Rovers, not Blackburn United, Blackburn Rovers in all yellow. Same colour as Scott Malone's haircut, peroxide. Benning a foe bay in, in, in the starting lineup. Big day for Benning. It'd be nice to see him get that piano off his back, get a goal. He had a good chance in the week against Portsmouth. I saw on the on the, um, the uh, highlights reel. I didn't get down there for that one. But it'd be great to see him get that Steinway off his back and get a goal.
follow, dear listeners, that's what it's all about. The full-blooded day, full choir. Listen, to, uh, watching the Brentford Arsenal game last night on, on Sky, they played um, the whole of uh, Hey Jude, not just the chorus part. The Brentford fans sang the whole, along to the whole song. Not just this bit. I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm going to say it's bad, but I don't have any good reason for it. No applause for the COVID. COVID victims, not the COVID itself. Applause for the COVID victims. Both sets of players and fans. Minutes of applause. Blackburn has won the toss, will kick off. That's a gospel toss, they will kick off. They will kick off either way round. Matchday squads this year, back to the conventional 18-man matchday squad. I think three substitutes I was reading last night. Long ball forwards from the Lions there, finds uh, a backbone. There's going to be a throw into the Lions, just in line with the edge of the penalty area. George Evans, is that? long throw man. Brentford made Arsenal pay with a long throw last night. It's good to see. I love a long throw, don't you, dear listener? I love it. So he's gone short. Jed, back to Evans. Can he get the cross in? He can. Into Jake's head. And it trickles past the, the right-hand post on 58 seconds. These are the days we've missed, dear listeners. All those long Saturdays with nothing going on, or you're watching... Oh, kick out, punted right back to the goalkeeper. He bats it down. I think that was Jed. Calls it on the volley. Very inventive. Three minutes in. Spectacular moment, but I think the goalkeeper was equal to it. Well, he was equal to it, I don't think. I just saw it. Another diagonal ball finds Danny Mack on the right side. Coming at the right, he's got Jed overlapping. Jed doing his twist and turning on the right hand side. He's got a ball into the box, it runs across the six. Oh, I thought for one moment the two had put it into his own net, but it behind the corner. Four minutes. Left sided corner. Early promise from the Lions as we started last week at Loftus Road with an intensity and an aggression. Not quite as manic so far, just four or five minutes in. A little bit of um, jiggery pokery in the six yard box. The referee's got over a quiet word in the ear of one or two players there. It's really crowded six yard box. That is as crowded a spot as I've ever seen. 
there must be fully 10 players in Montsport. They're going to split now. It's going to be angled in. Whoa! Over the bar from Jake Cooper. That was a, a set piece I haven't seen before. It really was tightly packed in that six-yard box. There was no social distancing in there and no masks. Jake Cooper rising like a, like a salmon to head just over. Five minutes in. There's an old favourite, I like that. That's an old school 70s song, I like that one. That's like hearing Chirpy Chirpy Cheap Cheap by Middle of the Road on the radio. Yeah, that's a familiar one, I like that one. You dirty northern bastards. Good stuff, East Upper. And a town full of nonces, always another, another classic, modern classic. Modern classic. It's a bit like I was listening to a band called Green, Green Leaf very much based on the Black Sabbath sound but you know no, it's not a criticism very similar to Black Sabbath really good if you're going to base yourself on something like Town for the Nonces you're going to base it on a classic Blackburn deliberately taking their time I think they're trying to kill off the, the crowd as a factor bore them into submission they're all playing the ball out from the back Barcelona style or the old Barcelona before they went skint had to sell their, their duel Lionel This is Jake, ball forwards, trying to find Benica Fobe. Just goes over his head through to the orange-clad goalkeeper. It's like a same colour as an old orange opal fruit in goal. Uh, talking on Aaron's show about uh, Fred over at Luton these days. Scored a goal for him the other night and uh, Jed was saying pound for pound. He was one of the best and most physical players he's played against. This is a nine on the break forwards. Um, basically saying he's, it didn't work out for him his face didn't fit or whatever way you want to put it at, at Millwall Bennett runs straight into trouble on the halfway line as the Lions look to break away but yeah that's high praise you know um, Jed was saying how highly he was rated um, moved to Luton scored a goal from the other night and will almost certainly come back to haunt us you can bet your bottom dollar on it can't you Little knocking it around with a plom at the back. <clears throat> this is Ballard on the right side of defence, retaining possession. 11 minutes in, languid style, ball punted diagonally across the middle half. It's going to be George Evans to clear towards Jed. Takes his man on, he turns him inside out on the right side. Jed, 13 minutes, ball is deflected for a right sided corner. Nice work, Jed Wallace. 13 minutes. Are we going to see the same routine? We're going to pack that six-yard box again. It really is densely packed in and around a goalkeeper. I've not seen this before. It's the second time we've used it, this technique in the game. It's going to come in now from the left. It's swung in. Ball into the mix. It's cleared. Could go anywhere. Ball goes all the way back to the goalkeeper. Ticking towards 18 minutes, dear listeners. Neither side really threatening so far. Mill having more of the ball, clearly, but not doing anything with it in the business end of the, of the pitch. Just going to run through for a goal kick. And Blackburn really um, the same. Probably I haven't got the percentages. Um, who cares about percentages? But I don't. Uh, I think Mill had most of the ball. 
applause. So there's some deft work in midfield there. This is Danny Mack on the right side, finding George Evans. We were saying in our um, preview show, I think Michael was saying how, um, or was it Harry, uh, he doesn't do enough for him. He does do, he's a kind of a utility tidying up kind of player, George Evans, without being spectacular. Hopeful pump over his own head from defence for the Blackburn defender there. Falls to Jed. Oh, he gets clipped, that's got to be a free kick. We're just about to break past the two, I would expect that to be a yellow. Whether the referee gives a yellow or not, I don't know. It's going to be a middle free kick on the, just outside the left side of the, of the penalty area. Shot territory, I think Jed fancies it, dear listener. Almost fell into kind of like a Kenneth Williams. Oh, he fancies that, doesn't he? Ooh, yes. Ooh, thank you, Howard. Thank you, Howard-esque. Ticking towards 20 minutes. And Jed fancies this. I think Scott Malone fancies it as well. They both fancy it. I think Jed's going to um, claim superiority in uh, danger position. If he gets it on target, the goalkeeper's got work to do. 22, 23 yards. Or is it going to be Scott Malone? He's shaping up as though he fancies it. It's going to be Jed. He takes. It's drilled straight into the yellow wall. This is uh, Kieftenbelt. Balls spun across. It fizzes across to Jed in the end on the edge of boundaries. Shot is high and wide. High and wide. 21 minutes, dear listeners. Bit of possession for Blackburn coming forward. This is a 10. On the right side, he's twisting and turning. Trying to build space for a shot. It's a 27 on the right now. The two. 25 minutes in. First spell of real dangerous looking possession. That is a nice tackle there by, by Murray Wallace. Just to, to kill that little moment off. Flags flying in the breeze on the docker stand opposite. And two uh, line flags and the flag of St George in the middle. Canary Wolf off in the distance. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Smalone does well there. Does some really good defending there by Scott Malone. Sees it through for a goal kick. 30 minutes in, dear listeners. 30 minutes. There's a spider in a web. I know the, the bird, the guano, has gone, but there is um, a, a, a quite an extensive spider's web right by I'm standing with what looks like... Um, it's a dead spider, but it looks like something out of the alien. Every time I, I think my elbow just flicked the web, but it hasn't reacted. But it looks like something out of a horror movie, you know. Crinkled up. Jez chasing the ball down there on the, on the right side. Does really well to get the ball. This is Danny Mack. George Evans, sorry. Tried to feed it to Danny Mack. Overhit and gives Blackburn a chance to break away. Coming towards 31 minutes. Looks like an HR Geiger scene. The bird shit's gone, but it's been replaced by um, the alien in its, in its nest. Fantastic to talk to Kelly Webster before the game today of the Lions Food Hub. As you know, our revenues support the Lions Food Hub and will continue to do so across the whole season. So just had a quick look in the... Uh, she's got like a, a, a container set up in there like a little miniature shop almost that's how it works um, really good to see her she's doing some fantastic work she's assisting up to 20 odd local families at the moment more money she gets the more she can help support local kids and families in need we're very proud to support them at the moment we're not really finding our forward men with any great um, 
clinical kind of uh, forensic. Was it forensic the right word? Any forensic balls? I'm going to stick with it. It sounds good. Even if it's wrong, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, interesting show with Aaron. The 72 is on BBC Sounds. Um, you can probably find it on other platforms, but certainly it's on the BBC Sounds platform. Very good show. I was listening to it driving over today. I'm going to finish off listening to it on the way home after work. After work. After football. After work. Me? Huh. In comes a corner from the from the right. It's deep. It's James. Jake just heads wide. Close range. Murray Wallace, sorry, I think that was, not Jake. Big thank you, um, as I'm back at the game now, it feels a bit more like we're back. Um, just want to say thank you to everyone for the kind wishes. I was deluged with kind wishes when I had my bit of trouble. That's two months ago now. Um, I'm on the road to recovery, in the balance, in the moment, but um, touch and go, but I made it. Um, dealt with by the superb cardio unit at St Bart's Hospital to whom I along with my wife and the ambulance service I, I owe my life um, really really fantastic the, the messages I got from uh, Hoff um, Twitter people sending messages privately you know um, WhatsApp all sorts really really um, made a difference and I just want to say thank you to everybody um, I am on the mend I'm still here and it is my intention to continue to be here for as long as I possibly can be. I'm on a drugs cocktail, so I don't know if I'm rambling and I'm talking any, uh, you know, particularly psychedelic kind of imagery, then uh, blame, blame it on the drugs cocktails I'm taking at the moment. But no, on the mend. Thank you all very, very much. It really meant a lot. It was appreciated. Real long ball forwards, just breaking down a little bit. It comes through to Benicophobe on the, on the right side now. He takes... He's got a ball at his feet, just runs across the centre of the pitch. That's fine, Michael Keefton belt. Evans to Savile, who feeds Danny Mack on the right. Ball into the box, that's not past the first man. And Blackburn will bring away. Nice tackle by Keefton belt. You can hear the roar of the crowd when Keefton goes in there. Nice work by Jed, just to get the get ball back there. He gets pushed off. That's going to go for a goal kick. They are responding to the energy and responding to the, the, uh, the effort. That's what they want to see. That's what we've been missing. All those endless, dreary, endless games on iFollow that we had to endure. I think by the end of last season, I was about the only bloke watching it. I don't know how much money the club would have made from it, but certainly my tenner um, was probably the, the only £10 they made in that game at Coventry last season. But it's fantastic to be back in the open air, in the fresh air, sunshine, roar of the crowd, some familiar faces around. Back to normal, back to Millwall. And there's Ballard. 38 minutes, 38 and a half minutes. Balls in towards Benick. It trickles across to Scott Malone, who finds Savile's shot is blocked. Awkward chance. It was on target, but blocked for a call on the left hand side. Then it's Nez. Mill cranking it up again. Need to make some of this pressure pay. The set piece is slightly deeper now. You've got Benick, Afobe, and George Evans, and Savile in the six yard box. Jake and uh, Murray and uh, Daniel Ballard more conventionally on the edge by the D from this left-sided corner. It's swung in. It's looks the man with tumbling there. Nothing given. 
Mill do keep possession there. This is Scott Malone, 39 minutes on the clock. Just trying to work it at 1-2 with Keith. It's just gone slightly awry, but Benicophobi does well there to get the, get the ball back in. The 22 blocks Malone. I thought we'd get clipped there by, um, that's Brereton, that's the um, Blackburn Chilean who uh, made his name in the Copper America. He wants to be in America. Free kick Millwall, Scott Malone on the left side, just about two, three, four, five yards short of the penalty line. Big chance, left side, 40 minutes on the clock. Another um, set-piece move, Mill bunching on the edge of the, the outside edge of the penalty area. A Fobe's in the six-yard box, it's chipped into the box, that's headed over by Ballard. 40 and a half minutes gone. Millwall will be disappointed to leave the field not in front, I feel. We've had plenty of possession, we've had more opportunities to get the ball in the, in the danger zones, they've not really threatened much themselves, and you've just kind of got that sense if we don't get a goal that we, we leave ourselves exposed to a, a counter-punch. Mill still in possession, 42, coming towards 43 minutes. It's Ballard, he's got a phobie on his right side, he does a good job of getting past his man, he cuts back in, gets sharp, that's got to be a free kick. Well, the linesman gives nothing. He'll be taking some... Um, much missed stick over on that, on that uh, Docker stand side. Rightly so, in my opinion. That looked a pretty clear push from where I'm standing. Well, you can hear it. You can draw your own conclusions, dear listeners, can't you? There's the half. Millwall nil, Blackburn nil. Um, a lot of pressure for Millwall, a lot of possession. Not as much anywhere near it for Blackburn. I would say that, as I said earlier on, we will feel disappointed with um, the amount of possession we had, not to get a goal, or one or two. Um, up front, Benick's not really in the game. I think we're going to be looking for more from Benick in the second half, and also from Jules Saville in the field. But there we are at the half. It's Millwall, nil, Blackburn, nil. We're going to have a gulp of water. Achtung, Mühlwald. Struggling to get any um, 3G signal in here, dear listeners. So I can't tell you any any Twitter commentary. I do have um, a WhatsApp from Doug out there in Sweden. Big shout out to Doug, and I think he captures it quite nicely. To be honest, at halftime, um, Coop had a. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A couple of chances from the corners. They wouldn't call the game exciting. Row at football. Row at football, says Doug. To make it worse, his eye follow is not working. So he's got it on IPTV, but it's the Ferret Warriors commentary. <laughs> um, I think that sums it up quite nicely, Doug. Nothing really to lift the spirits. Let's hope we get some more action in that second half because um, possession, 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 but nothing really in front of goal, be my assessment. One other message on Twitter from Henshaw. The refs are cunt. Kel surprise says Henshaw very uh, very well put Henshaw given us nothing in the first half he's given us some really bizarre decisions but then what's what's new dear listeners so it's going to be the Lions to kick us off for the second half no substitutions as far as I can tell despite the um, online calls for Ryan Leonard to come in he was, he was warming up at the uh, subs but he's not out there at the moment George Evans will kick us off for the second half Away we go, Lions will be attacking the cold blow lane end in the second period. In accordance with English law since the time of the ancient Bede, the, ancient, the, the venerable Bede, writing in Jaron Monasteries, one of the first verses he wrote down that Mill should always attack the home end in the second half. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. Kind of like a giveaway newspaper of the time. Ballard, he looks very assured on the board, Ballard. He's, he's less um, fired up, more thoughtful this week than he was last week at Queen's Park Rangers. It's good to see. Brereson copping a little bit of an earful. Going to be a left-sided uh, corner on 48 and a half minutes for Blackburn. You've got to be careful had the bulk of the possession in that first half without any real chances and this is this is the kind of classic sucker punch territory isn't it left side of corner it swings Bart bats it away Jake misses it it's bats into the side netting moments hesitation there from Jake Cooper he kind of missed his missed his mark completely as the ball came in but it does hit the side netting and goes safely we all need a spark it's uh, 49 minutes coming up and we've just looked a little bit kind of um, unimaginative at times. I'd like to see Leonard come in. And of course, there's always the ace in the hole of, uh, of Matt Smith, but we do tend to go a bit long ball-y when Matt's in the game. It's Blackburn coming forwards here. It's going to run through to Bart Bielkowski. Blackburn possession again, coming into the middle half. This is 22. He goes tumbling through, looking for the... Uh, 
the decision there. Penalty possibly. Gets nothing. Referee is a laissez-faire, follower of the laissez-faire school of economics. Let it flow, let it be. Let it boy boogie woogie, as ZZ Top say on Fandango. 51 minutes. Crowd trying to lift the Lions. It's a little bit of a low, on pitch low. Benick does well to win the ball on the left side. He gets flattered. Crowd howling for a card there. He should get it. He did really well to uh, win the ball there, but was held back by the Blackburn defender. Mill free kick on the left side. Noise levels raising. You can hear it. This is what was missing from all those I follow games, all those endless, dreary, quiet games. This. Mill in the low. Again, lifted by the crowd. Free kick. Charles on the, on the left side now. It's going to be Scott Malone to take. 52 minutes sticking to Wolves. Scott Malone on the left, about to take the free kick. Here we go. It's floated into, it's headed clear by the 22 after all that. Jed does keep possession, he punts it back into the middle. Jake's in the mix there, it's bouncing around, it runs out to Benikafobe. 63 minutes, Ballard. Long, lovely diagonal ball. Beautiful, that's caught on the volley by both. Great ball forwards from Daniel Ballard, caught on the volley on the cross by Scott Below from the left, slammed home by Jed Wallace, lurking with intent at the far right post. 1 0 Will Wall! Nice move, wait till you see that on the replays, really nice move. Concentration needed a middle wall. We've got ourselves in front. Let's keep ourselves in front. That should run through to Bob. Looks a very, very good player, the listeners. Really accomplished defender. I know he's only young, maybe he's got um, elements of the game still to learn, but he looks very, very elegant on the ball. Big boy as well, big boy, but elegant with it. That was a goal to lift the spirits. That's made, that's made that long 540 day wait worthwhile. Kids next to me going mad. He's, he's doing a mental. <laughs> nice little one-two. It's Danny Mack. Keeps the ball inside the penalty area. He's near post. Cleared somehow. Ball's bouncing around inside the Blackburn penalty area. Shot from George Evans. 
Pulls a penalty, not given. It's fired at the player rather. I mean, referee's giving benefit of the doubt there. Here's the 22 and a half way line. Good tackle by Danny Mack. That's got the face livened up. Everyone was falling into a stupor. A stupor of dull, dullness, but not now. Murray Wallace sticking with Brereton there. Going forward slightly, the ball into the mix. It's going to be edge of the mill penalty. There's Danny Mack. Blackburn do keep possession. Edge of the mill penalty area, 74 minutes. As of where I look, the 27. Surrounded by blue shirts. Referee gives a free kick. Another chance for him to float the ball into the, into the mill danger area from the right side of the penalty area as we tick towards 75 minutes. We all need to be on their guard, dear listeners, on guard. And it comes, near ball, one each. Headed in, in the side of the six yard box. Headed into the bottom left corner, gutting. I need to see it again, poor defensive work to be beaten inside your own six yard box. By header will take you to that point, but without seeing it again, I, I, I'm just going to stick that out there at the moment, dear listeners. One all. Game's in the balance. I suppose uh, Blackburn will feel that they've um, done enough in the second half to, to warrant a point, but it's still in the balance. 76 minutes now. <clears throat> Both teams will want to press on and get something more out of this game. Look, the Lions certainly will feel. Um, that they should have done better if it stays like this or, or worse. Substitution news is Leonard. Coming for Savile. Looks like Matt Smith's coming in as well. I'd imagine Benick, a phobie. 80 minutes both. People starting to stream for the for the exits, a kind of a Kindly wanker sign made in the way to the away end. No real false or venom behind it. It was just like an offhand wanker, you know. Um, there is Millwall one, Blackburn one. Um, Says a disappointment to be honest, having got ourselves in front with so much possession over the game. Blackburn will feel um, they'll feel happy with a point, I think, to having clawed their way back into it. Poor defence to concede the equaliser. Uh, nice goal from Millwall to, to take the lead but I do have that sense of um, disappointment that we've given that away but uh, there we are, lovely to be back here at the Den, sunshine's beautiful um, we're going to be back after the break I hope, speaking with Ryan Loftus Achtung, Mehlball. Well hello dear listeners um, I unfortunately Missed the start of the game um, with other commitments that unfortunately got booked in before the fixture list was released. But I made it for the second half. Uh, good feel in the stadium. That's one of the first things I'll take. Fantastic seeing home fans back and people who I haven't seen for a long, long time. And it was just nice to catch up with them. So uh, from what I was told, the first half weren't too bad. We were 
we were the better side and everything that goes with it. But what happened in the second half, uh, it was just, it was frustrating, wasn't it? It really, really was. And I have to say the, the goal was superb, really well taken by Millwall. What was it? Three passes up to Malone, Malone with that ball across. And oh, Wallace from nowhere was absolutely incredible. But it's really weird, isn't it? We're only two games into the season, but it's starting to feel a little bit already like same old Millwall, you know, a faux bay uh, again. Again, not really getting the service he wanted. And the only two times he looked really, really dangerous was when he was given the correct service to feet. I think he won a free kick at one point and another time he ran with the ball and done well with it. So it shows if you play to his strengths and you do what you actually like brought him in to do, he does do it well. Jed, again, was really enthusiastic. I thought Malone looked OK. And again, defensively, we were solid. But it's just, it's just frustrating because we take free kicks and corners. They don't even beat the first man. Blackburn take one, they score from it, and it was it was just such a soft goal to concede. Um, another thing as well, Gary Rowett, the sort of master tactician who who was brought in after Neil Harrison, people were were you know really screaming his plaudits, myself included, about how great he was. You know they're the same subs, they're the same subs against QPR, brought on far too late. Some players, even from the second half, you could think why were you playing as long as you did, and again Matt Smith was brought on. Won a few headers, didn't really do a lot else. Again, you don't want to be too negative. We've been away from football for 18 months. It's been an awful time. Um, some sad things have happened in, in everyone's lives. But, you know, there's some normality back. We want to play the game again, but come on, Gary. We need we need a better plan B than bringing Matt Smith on for the last 10 minutes, especially when you're playing against a team next Tuesday who absolutely wallops the team 5-1 away. I'm optimistic. Great to have the fans back, as always. Uh, come on, you Lions. Shiri Skalak here from uh, London Bridge Station, heading back to the grassy, greeny suburbia of the home counties. Trying uh, to sober up before I see the missus. I promise I wouldn't drink too much, but you know, we're not all saints, listeners. We're not all saints. Fucking frustrated and disappointed on today. I really thought, following that promising kind of QPR performance, we'd we'd have a go today, and we, we just didn't. Um, I think... Players-wise, on paper, we've got a decent side, but there's such negative tactics. And it's like going back to the Harris era where Rowett's almost scared to lose, and I think that's the disappointing thing. And he just didn't change the formation at all. Evans was just being played completely out of position. He's, he's not a box-to-box midfielder, and it limited Savile's game as well because Savile had to keep sort of drifting wide to try and get the ball and... You know, Evans, if he's going to play, he's got to play defensive midfield in Kifton Bell's space. But I think Keith has actually, uh, you know, played well in the first two games. He's got some legs. I don't think Evans has got those legs. And, you know, credit to the likes of a phobe. He worked his ass off today. But, like, he's, you know, he's not getting the service. He's got to come wide to try and get the ball. You know, we're so over-alarmed on either Scott Malone or Jed Wallace to try and create something. And surprise, surprise, the goal we do score is, uh, you know, a superb cross from Scott Malone and put in from Jed Wallace. And we undeservedly led the game. And it was just the way the game was going that we did, we conceded an absolute shit goal like that. Um, so, it, all in all, it's just, you know, you want to... The, the first game back at the Den, nearly a full crowd. You want to be entertained. If Even if we'd have lost fucking 2-1 today, we'd have given it some. I wouldn't be so disappointed, but I just think the, the drab nature of it all makes you kind of think, like, what have I missed in the last year and a half? I'm not sure. Um, so frustrating uh, game all round, to be honest. I, I expected more. I wanted to win today. We didn't show enough. We weren't good enough. And I think it comes down to Gary Rowett today. I think he made mistakes 
with substitutions and with the general tactics. But anyway, we got Fulham on Tuesday. Uh, we're either going to get turned over big time or they'll come at us a bit and play into our hands. So we will see. But anyway, we're unbeaten. That's the only good thing. Come on, you lines. Big welcome back on the show. First time for a long while, actually. It's Ryan Loftus. Welcome back, Ryan. How are you doing, mate? Good evening. I'm very well, sir. I'm a tricky one to track down, but hopefully, hopefully worth it when I'm when you do get me. You're the Scarlet Pimpernel of South Bermondsey, seeking here and there and everywhere. Um, we were just talking off air, Ryan. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel after today's game. It was, Someone all draws feel like wins and some feel like losses. And this one felt like a loss to me. And I'm, I'm wondering, asking myself whether I'm being a little bit, um, you know, kind of a, a case of the over-expectation. But I thought we let that, that those three points got got let, you know, were let away today. We, we gave them up. Yeah, definitely. I don't think, um, I, th- I imagine most people listening to this will completely agree. And I think that is, you know, bang on as an assessment. I think Rowett agreed after the game as well. It's... Really, a game. I mean, like you say, the whole pomp and ceremony before the kickoff, the excitement of having everyone back in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was only only about just under thirteen thousand there today, but it definitely felt a lot a lot more than that. And uh, to dominate the game how we did, obviously not not creating massive amounts, but really on top for the whole proceedings. And to, to come away with a draw is just something I think Millwall fans are used to by now of, of letting that lead. <laughs> happened last week. Happens this week. I think. Uh, we were tenor on a one-all draw before Mill will kick off. I think you're, you're giving lump on. Yeah, um, we're going to draw our way to uh, to avoid relegation and maybe mid-table respectability again. Judging by uh, much of today's performance, I, mean, I don't want to sound downbeat, Ryan, because there was a lot of good stuff in today's performance. But it's, I mean, it's a little bit like Gary Rowett said last week after the QPR draw, um, which is. Um, us not killing games off when we've got the bulk of the possession. We are on top, largely speaking, the first half, I'm thinking back. Um, we should have come in at half-time at least one up with the amount of ball and the amount of times the, the, the uh, you know we, we had the football popping around in that six-yard box from corners and whatnot. But to come in level is a flaw in the game. It needs to be addressed quite quickly because otherwise we're going to get back into this draw cycle that's that's uh, let us down previously or it's not it's not taken us to where we want to be it's probably a better way to put it yeah it's it's a difficult one because I think Rowett said I think after all three games this season cup included that you know we don't kill off games like we should like you know like you're saying on top hmm. against QPR and let that slip and again here and okay we, we got the win against Portsmouth in the cup but you know they came close towards the end and, and Rowett said you know it's about killing off those games and then just manage them out. And we, we seem to struggle to do that. So I think I think what frustrates fans most is that, like we say, it is almost predictable at this stage when you're 1-0 up at Millwall. I mean, the amount of games last season and the season before where we are 1-0 one, one up and we do just let it slip to, to especially today, which is a, a really soft goal to give away. Very, uh, very. Blackburn, very, Blackburn yeah. have had two shots all game. Um, yeah. One off target to that side netting after part dropped it. Yeah, and then the goal, and then the goal. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you picked up on. I mean, Hutch, Hutch is. Um, I, don't know, I presume he was injured. I, I haven't seen or picked up on anything as to why he wasn't in the team. I can only guess injury. Um, but it's you know, it was a soft goal last week at QPR, really, with the amount of space given to a you know, and a decent strike at the end of it. But that was that was a lot of time and, and space given to the QPR defender to run forwards. 
And today, as you say, I mean, it's we're being beaten to Heather's inside our own six-yard box, which is kind of unforgivable for a defence that's built on aerial power. And um, early days, and I, you know, we, we mustn't yeah. get ourselves too um, too despondent because it's two draws can be seen as two, you know, uh, but both were draws uh, from winning positions, and I think that's just starting to to niggle a little bit. That um, we've seen this before, and we don't want to see it anymore, do we? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think, you know, with fans being away, you do want to get off to a flying start. And I think today, especially the goal, the QPR one, yeah, you can, can blame the defence a bit for that. But today, it's just so basic. It's just a poor marking at a, at a free kick. I think yeah. uh, he gets, yeah. Meriton gets in between McNamara and, and Kiefenfeld, who, you know, both had pretty decent games. And, and it's just that lapse of concentration where in the championship, it kills you. And when Millwall, Millwall aren't, not really doing enough it's you know as much as it is two points dropped you also come away thinking did we do enough to win that game I mean even our goal we had 15 shots but only a couple of them on target and yeah. only Jim Wallace's goal really was the the big chance we had so it was taken well but it, it's it seems to be the similar issues they had last season where you know lacking a bit of creativity lacking a bit of uh, level-headedness at times and, and maybe Hutch was a miss for that you know, obviously you've got Murray Wallace playing in the centre of the three and Jake Cooper still kind of fighting his way back from an injury. But I, I thought they all pretty had had pretty decent games and weren't really near the goal when it went in. No, no, decent, decent, 95% decent performance in defence. Um, and I'd say probably that the midfield is, is, is a very good defensive performance from the midfield. But yeah. we're, we're looking to push forwards, Ryan. And I, I, I mean, you can talk about selection. I mean, Keith, this is midfield day of Evans, um, Keith Dunbeld and, and, and George Savile. Um, I think it's, I know that Savile is, is um, you know, maybe, I don't know if he's how match sharp he is. He didn't look on it today to me, one or two moments, but not the George Savile that we've... Um, we were hoping for yet. Um, and Evans, I think, is a good kind of containment player, but he's not going to go forward and create those um, moments that lift the spirit, like the goal, because, I mean, that was a really good goal and it got you out of your seat. But we need to do that more often across the 90, don't we? Yes, yeah, exactly that. I think starting with Keeping Belt and Evans is a pretty defensive setup, And you can obviously see Keeping Belt kind of screening in front of the back four. Yeah. And Savile, yeah, I hoped for a bit more from him. I think at the end of the first half, he he had that moment, you know, his shot blocked. And that, that is what he can give you, where he does just pop up at the edge of the box, like we all remember a couple of seasons ago when he was yeah. doing that. And I think I don't think he is fully, fully there yet. And also just blending into a new team, it takes a bit of time. I think you see the same with the phobia. He's just finding his feet a bit. But at the same time, you'd, you'd maybe... Evans, I think Evans had a good game in terms of what he's there to do. But like you say, at times you just need a bit more than that. And you think, can we go a bit more attacking? You know, we, we finished the game with no real attacking changes at all. I know Leonard's slightly more attacking than Evans um, or came on for Savile. But, you know, the late the, the subs in the last 10 minutes at a game where we're all over them, really, or on top at least, and and drawing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it did concern me, you know, when the subs came on that our plan B is still to throw Matt Smith on up top. And I'm sure he'll get the goal. <laughs> <laughs> but it just doesn't look like the depth. Um, I know Mason Bennett's out injured, so maybe he would be a bit of a miss, but it, 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 it's very much one one track mind at the moment for Mill when there's not much we can do to seem to change a game like that, which is, is always a little bit concerning. 
Very. I mean, I, I thought, you know, I'm just looking at the substitutes bench. We did see Ryan Leonard. I thought he might have come on earlier, um, possibly for George Evans. I, I, to yeah. some extent, take your pick. I mean, Tom Bradshaw, I wouldn't have thought so. But Conor Mahoney, the, the great enigma, the man that can is like the Picasso that can never be bothered to pick up his crayons and have a go. You know, it's. It, I would have thought today would be exactly the kind of game where a man with skill can, that can dribble and, and attack and take on defenders would have been um, a choice. I mean, how would yeah. you have changed it? What, I mean, how would what, what choices would you have made? I mean, I suppose if yeah, Billy, I, I Billy think Mitch, that, you know. I think exactly that. I think, you know, Mitchell or, or Leonard maybe on for, I mean, at the moment, I guess if you're managing minutes, maybe Savile does have to come off just for, for fitness reasons. Yeah, yeah. Game on Tuesday, so. Yeah, we do. You know, yeah. For, for Savile or Evans, I think Leonard coming on a bit earlier and then rather than Mitchell coming on, as well, you put maybe Mahoney on, put him into tenor. I mean, realistically, he's one of the best crossers at the club. And and so having Matt Smith on the pitch kind of lends itself to, to getting Mahoney on the pitch. And, you know, we've seen in hot flashes, he can change a game and he can have that lovely bit of skill. And he has a bit of history with Blackburn. And yeah, you, know, you think sometimes that, oh, it's, it's a bit made for him. So I wonder how long he will be sitting on the bench and not getting minutes before he starts getting frustrated and becoming the, that egg, enigmatic winger that Yuri Skalak turned into. I hope he can go down that route. Uh, you know, I do, I would like to see him on the pitch a, a little bit more at the moment. And with with not playing wingers anymore, um, I think he's going to see his chances limited a bit a bit more this season. I, I like my enigmas to be brilliant geniuses that smolder and come in and, you know, through sheer venom change the games. I like, that's the kind of enigma that I like, not Jerry Scalak that, you know, lurk and don't ever do it. But anyway, that's, that's a different subject. I really, really like the boy Ballard in defence. I, I thought he played well today. Um, he seemed to be more controlled than he was at, at um, the, the mayhem of, of QPR last week. He showed a lot of promise. Um, obviously, Hutchinson, Cooper, Ballard looks like the preferred back three in this in this formation. Yeah, um, with Wallace as, as a kind of um, you know polyfiller kind of uh, step in where required. Um, Danny Mac played well today, I thought as well. Right. Yeah, I thought I thought he looked bright. I think on, on Ballard, I think yeah, I think he had a really really good game. He's for for a twenty one year old. I, I spoke to him in the week, so hopefully have some of that out next week for people mm. to read about. But um, he seems really level headed. And you know he he turned down the chance to go back to Blackpool, Did um, he? to to play higher up. Effectively, you know he didn't want to be in a potential relegation battle, so he wanted yeah. to get a team chance at the top. And today, he looked very mature, very good in the air. Obviously, he's a big lad anyway, um, but really, really comfortable on his feet. And I mm. think what what we're going to see, unfortunately, in the first two games, we haven't had that first choice back three. But I think what you'll see is Hutchinson obviously move into the middle, and then with Ballard and. Um, Cooper on the, the outsides of that back three, we're going to be a lot better building out from the back. Obviously, Hutchinson's a, a little bit of a liability with his feet. He's not bad, but, you know, someone better like Ballard can, you know, the switch for, for Malone's goal, he's played that, to have that as an option. And I think that really is why McMara stood out a bit as well. So, you know, having that link up right from the back where you've got Cooper and, and Malone who link up well, to have Ballard and McNamara being able to build that as well. Yeah. Just a bit more threatening and, and yeah, hopefully we'll we'll blossom through the season, and and lead to goals from both sides of the pitch. Really, early days, early days. We're but we're going to face top of the table Fulham on Tuesday night after two games. I do appreciate, dear listeners, but nevertheless, there they are, Fulham top at the moment after two games, four points. Um, 
I mean, today today's opponents, Blackburn, were tenaciously defensive. I'd expect more a more open game against Fulham. Um, I wonder what the selection will be for Tuesday. I would have thought, after seeing what we saw today, Ryan, that Ryan Leonard would be, and Billy Mitchell possibly, would be disappointed not to be featuring in the starting eleven. I mean, you know, George Evans, I, would, I don't know, um, must be his position, you know, if, if you're going to change things. I was thinking Evans for Leonard perhaps today, and uh, I would think that would be in a manager's yeah. mind possibly to start on Tuesday yeah, night. I'm not. It's, it's a hard one because obviously it's going to be a game where you imagine we won't have much possession, mm. and we will will be looking to hit on the break. So I think Leonard does do that well, but you'll also at the same time think you know this this is quite a conservative midfield that Rowett likes. But you know, three games in, I think you do have to change it around a bit just to to see who kind of grabs the shirt. And I think I know you would have covered it pre-season that the, the number of central midfielders we've got now, I think it'd be a bit bold to to kind of state your claim for the, the three that are starting today. You know, I think obviously Savile was the kind of marquee signings pretty yeah. much nailed on, but there's got to be room for Mitchell and Leonard in this squad and and how well Leonard was playing last year before he got injured. I think I'd definitely have him coming in over, over Evans for now. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's a it's a test, I think, on Tuesday. It's a, it's a big test, know, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you, you know, potential to go three games into the season without a, without a league win before you know, going away to Cardiff. So Millwall will be, they'll be itching to get a win and to, you know, upset one of the bigger teams, one of the, the team's favoured promotion is hopefully with the sort of game that they, they take their chances in. Yeah, because otherwise it becomes a piano on your back. And I think I'd also throw in um, Benicophobe, I, I really like the look of, but he could do with a goal. And yeah. he, he wants it. Um, he was interacting with the, the, the cold blow lane in today, trying to get him fired up. He looks like a Millwall player, properly Millwall player, but it's just getting that first goal, getting that first win, getting the uh, you know the kind of wind in our sails. Um, Tuesday night's a good, good, um, be a tough challenge, but it'll be a good, good night to to start it off. Um, yeah. Just on a wider level, before I let you go, I mean it's yeah, it was it was it was it was both. It was a bit like coming back off a of holiday, you know, when you come back to your house, when you come home after being away for a couple of weeks, and it's both familiar and strange all at once. It was a bit like that today, coming to the football, because obviously I've been to the den many, many, many times, but it was the first times for a year and a half. It's there was a slightly creaky feeling. I mean, even the, the, the it wasn't the club's fault about a kickoff being uh, delayed by fifteen minutes, but. There was, a, there, was a, there was a typically Millwall slight kind of air of controlled chaos, wasn't there? I mean, the Aris Bar was shut because there was no staff, yeah. and um, it, you know, and it, it was it was good to be back, but it was also good. It was familiar, and yet um, all the things that you've um, maybe moaned about sometimes were, were yeah. Well, still um, there, you know. for you, I guess it's like coming back to your host, house after holiday, but but someone's <laughs> tidied up a bit. I think with your. Your yeah, bird they, they've, they've, they've jetted the, the bird shit away. Exactly. Well, I think I think delaying the kickoff was quite a good move, actually. And and I think, I don't know if it was the club who called it or someone else to do it, but because obviously it meant some fans, obviously our own Michael Hayden may may have missed kickoff. So pushing yeah. it back a little bit did well to to make sure everyone was in. Um, it I turned out to be a broken down train, didn't it? A new cross gate. Yeah. Um, so I suppose you've got how many on a train? A thousand people on the train? Maybe yeah, exactly. so I think, bulk um, of them coming think, to the ground? Um, I think home and away fans might have um, had a bit difficult with it. But, um, but no, I thought JB's speech before the game was good. It was good to see him. Yeah, back. yeah. And uh, Rao mentioned a couple of times now how, how kind of frustrating he's found it having to watch from I follow. So I think it's good to, you know, he gets his round of applause and, and kind of appreciation from the fans. And He got a very good reception, a, Ryan, I thought. Very, very, very good. good. And I think um, um, 
nice it's to just see. a shame that we didn't round it off with a win, but yeah, you know, it's, it's what it is. And I think it's we might be in for one of those seasons with Millwall if it is gonna if they don't turn a corner soon. Not necessarily turn a corner, but but figure out how to break teams down. We need to start getting some goals. So then the, the goals will probably be spread around the uh, the that was not far short of your first choice eleven. Maybe one or two. You might you might Evans possibly maybe what Mario Wallace, but. Um, you know, I think the goals need to be spread around because there is no uh, marquee goal scorer other than Matt Smith, and he's only going to come on for cameo appearances at the end of the, towards the end of the game for the most part. Yeah. I just want to mention before we before we go, what a great goal it was! What a really nice move. That was a long ball from Ballard, who we've mentioned, and a cross in from from Malone on the left, wasn't it? And tucked away by by Jed Wallace. It was a real. I mean, to go ahead with that was was a real uplifting moment for me after that after that year and a half of uh, absence. It just um, took me out of my seat. Yeah, I did. St- I was starting to worry that um, we might be seeing a goalless draw, which would be a real letdown. I think typically Millwall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so to get a goal, and like you say, it was a really fantastic goal. I think the the ball across from Ballard was brilliant, and first time with Malone. And how many times you've seen the ten someone just balloon that off their foot? But yeah, a really really well controlled cross and. For a minute, I thought maybe Wallace had stuck it wide or the keeper had kept it out, but, you know, it didn't take long to erupt and absolutely brilliant feeling. And, and I mean, Jed Wallace is two and two, is just already on fire. Looks great actually playing through the middle. Um, and I, I've really noticed, you know, under Rowett, you know, I think I think a few seasons ago, you'd probably say Jed Wallace's finishing was one of the the weakest aspects of his game. You know, he... Yeah. Missing yeah, one-on-ones. Yeah. And, yeah. But now yeah. I think you see him warming up and you see him during games and he just tucks them away. Yeah. Um, and he is some player and it's just going to be massive this year and hopefully not this year is, um, you know, isn't the last one we have of him. Let's hope not. Now you're covering the club for London, is it London News Online? Or, or well, London it? Football Scene, yeah. London Football Scene, sorry. Um, so you'll be putting your updates on, on Twitter, which we will retweet, of course. So do keep tabs on Ryan's coverage of the club for the season. Um Back there on Tuesday night, I'll be there. You're going to be there on Tuesday night, Ron. Of course, I'll be um, covering yeah, it for London football day. scene. Of course, there we yeah. go. I'll be I'll be in the grounds. Yeah, hopefully have a report. But um, but yeah, hopefully get, trying to get some uh, more exclusives from the club this this year. So uh, Great yeah, stuff. like I say, interview with Daniel Ballard coming up that people can hopefully read in the middle of next week, and then plenty more to come through the season. Brilliant stuff. I'm going to let you go, Ron. Thank you for taking time out your evening Saturday night. And um, we'll be we'll be talking through the season. So big thank you, Ryan Loftus. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Over the Aston Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.